Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the IndyCar Weekly Podcast. I am IndyStar Motorsports Insider Jim Aiello and I am of course joined by U.S. Air Force driver and Andretti Autosport Indy 500 driver Connor Daly. Connor, how was your uh, how was your weekend? Hello, people. Um, it was it was good. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, Austin was beautiful. Uh, everyone thought it was going to rain. It didn't, uh, and it was perfectly overcast to where I didn't get as much sunburn as I normally do. So it was all. All in all, fantastic. A lot of Air Force people were there. The flyover was one of the best I've seen in a long oh, time. So cool, beautiful, executed perfectly. Um, so yeah, everyone was happy. That is the I, I will say that of all the videos I tweet out in my career as an IndyCar, any flyover, that's the one. Oh, solid. Yeah, and that one was great. The noise yeah. was great. People loved it. It was perfect. General Levitt, the uh, head of the head of the Air Force recruiting, she was there with us on the grid, and even even she was like, I got to find those pilots and give them special coins because that's what they do in the Air Force oh, okay, or whatever. Because cool. I was like, that was the, like a perfectly timed all that stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, we'll I, we'll take that any day. Good flyover. Yeah, it was awesome. You can tell like when it when it when it's a good one, you can tell the people. It's like the everyone's pumped. Everyone's yeah. pumped. I was like, guys on the track, guys are about to race. I had or just like, bumps. We were all like, let's go. Yeah, I love it. I love the flyover. That, that's that, that, <laughs> that gets me more in the mood for a race than anything else. I feel like. I agree. Um, maybe it worked for Colton Herta. How about that segue? Maybe that worked for Colton Herta. Uh, he got real pumped up by the flyover and ended <laughs> up going to win the race. Um, yeah, let's start there. We're going to get into it. We'll talk, we'll talk about Coda. We're going to preview uh, Barber, obviously. Yes. And uh, we'll talk. I think we got, we got some OEM stuff. I talked to Jay Fry. You have some opinions about what a third OEM might mean for IndyCar. So I'm excited to get into that. And, of course, we will finish up by answering your... Uh, lots you, of questions. Lots of questions. Lots of good questions. I'm, I'm excited to ask a few of these. So, yes, yeah. indeed. So, all right. Rewind to my, my amazing segue. Colton Herta wins the race. First impressions. Um, well, you know, it, it, was, it was a little concerning after the first 10 laps. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, man, there's not as much overtaking going on as we thought. The start, you know, the start was obviously pretty crazy. It looked good. Uh, Will looked like he jumped it by a mile. Alex was asleep. I don't know. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Something happened there, um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I thought the first stint looked as though it might have been. Hmm, this this might not be as good of a race as I was hoping. And then as soon as everyone starts pitting early for tires, then it really just came to life because the tires were wearing off massively. I mean, the the, the time difference between qualifying and the race was huge, um, and and that's what made it great. I mean, the cars were super hard to drive. People were sliding all over the place. All of a sudden, I mean, the the track broadcast didn't do an incredible job of like tracking all the battles. Like, I was really upset because I could hear the radio guys doing a great job. Like, oh, these guys are side by side. Everything's happening, and I could see it, like on the front straight and some of the stuff that was going on. Um, but it was, I thought it was really good. Once once everyone started kind of getting on different tires, who was going to be on blacks, who was going to be on reds. Um, you know, the defending and 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 different areas you could make passes. I mean, obviously. You know, there there are certain there's this track is so wide and there's so many different places where you can make a move that it was it was really cool. I thought 
and anyone who said that that was a bad race is wrong. Like yeah. there's no, there's no, you are wrong because racing is about overtaking competition throughout the field. It doesn't matter that you know there were only two drivers that led laps. That really, I don't care. No, because a- this is a race, and as a race fan and someone who enjoys motor racing. Well, there's more than two people in a race. And honestly, even up at front, even up at the front, because I was on Alex's, Alex's radio the whole time, it was really interesting because, you know, there, the, the gaps were closing. They were trying to conserve tires and then figure out who, whether Will was conserving tires. And then Colton, he was really fading on tires. Yeah. So then it became a two-horse race. And Alex, you know, they'd both, they'd save the new Reds for the end, and it was going to be a nice shootout. And I thought Alex was a little bit quicker than Will, and I thought it was going to be a really good battle for the lead. And then obviously the yellow through that situation out <laughs> out of the water um but uh but yeah i just i just thought the way these indycar races work when people can pit early and try and go off strategy and make things work um you know i thought i thought that was really cool so a lot of good racing um side by side wheel to wheel people hitting each other but not you know crashing until obviously hinch and rosenquist got into a bit of a shunt yeah, there schmozzle yep. um which is not great but um but yeah, it really, really interesting. I thought overall, I um, I promised when I wrote the story ahead of the time. I said I didn't want to start comparing Formula One to IndyCar because I, yeah. I think it's useless, honestly. Because oh, yeah, yeah. such different cars and the budgets are wildly different and all of those course. things. So, but I will say that I felt like, and maybe I'm just being an IndyCar homer here, but I felt like a lot of the negativity was coming from people that watch Formula One races and, sure. and, and we're comparing it. And we'll get into uh, the Turn 19 track limits debate in, yeah. in, a, in a few minutes here, but. I will say this. This was from uh, from Arnie from IndyCar tweeted out that uh, 189 passes. Yeah. In this race, great. 67 in the last Formula One race. Yeah. So again, I'm not again. I don't think it's worth comparing. I think there no, are good things even. about that race in yeah. Formula One. But again, when you get near 200 passes on a road course race, especially one yeah. that was that wide, I, I I was I thought it was a great race. I was excited about it. And like you said, it looked like in that first stint, I was like, oh no, there's gonna be too much separation. Yeah, yeah. And then and then yeah, everybody started changing tires, tire strategy coming out, and then it just opened everything up. So and mo- and most of that passing to to in Formula One is all DRS related down the back straight, yep. so it doesn't even look like a pass. It's just like some guy launching around another guy. Whereas for us, you know, when when both cars are on overtake, it actually it's it's really good because what ended up happening is people were getting really greedy with overtake. So I know Early. in Alex's situation, it was like, oh shoot, we got to conserve overtake for later if you need it. Um, so it was actually interesting because then it became a battle of who's got the most overtake at the end. Um, and, and I thought that was really cool. So, I, I, again, I, I think for, for what we had, I think Firestone did a great job with the tire. I think, I think whatever it was, you know, it made the cars um, not out of control to drive. It looked out of control to drive, but I think for some reason the surface interacted with the tire really well to where the car could be driven in, at yaw, you know, sideways, you yeah. know what I mean, like at an angle. Um which which kind of makes it like really wild to watch. Like if you were watching on, every time they put Alex Rossi's onboard up on the screen, he was uh, at the lock stops of oversteer. Like had yeah. one hand on the wheel, and I, I was like, that never happens, right? Like usually that's like, well, these that car must be handling badly. And he'll come into the pits, and I'll listen to him. He's like, well, you know, it's understeering here and there. I was like, understeering <laughs> what? I was like, I mean, you look like you're driving the thing sideways, but hey. Loose is fast, they say, and that and that seemed to be what this track was all about. Is if you can get this thing to be right on the edge, um, it was really cool. So, and, and obviously, like like Rosenquist yesterday, you know, it was a shame that that he had that crash. But I think again, it's as good as he is, right? Like yeah. we get it. He's super. He's really talented. He's going to be an awesome rookie of the year battle. 
But these, you know, the, you will still have to learn these cars. Like, you know, Colton's also going to, Colton's been really good these two weekends, but he's also going to have those weekends too where it's going to be tough because yeah. you can't possibly know everything about this series, right? And even though he's with Ganassi, I mean, understanding these tires and how they how they degrade and, and the different circuits at which they do, um, you know, it'll be it, it, it's it's good to see that, you know what I mean? Because it's like, hey, these are rookies just like everyone else was a rookie at once, right? So it's 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 cool to see that rookie battle because you know Felix is going to be really good again at some point, and Colton's going to probably have a struggle at some point because that's just how it is. Yeah. Like you know, he's Colton is really good. He won the race. But there's going to be weekends where it's going to be tough. You're going to be at Iowa, and you're like, "This place is horrible. It's bouncing all over the place. You're going to be you can't figure out which way's up, which way's sideways." Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it was just it was really cool to see you know everyone sort of struggling on a different level. No one looked super super happy. No, no one but was comfortable. It, it was cool to see that. Hunter Ray and Newgarden were you know second and third last, and they came in and, and to talk to the media, and they and they were talking about every time they went into nineteen, it was just rolling the dice. That's yeah. what he said. He's like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Hunter Ray was saying. Sometimes you'd hit the same line that you thought you hit the same line the exact same way, and one time you thought you were about to lose it, the other time you went right through, no problem. So yeah, it's uh, it, it was a fascinating race, and like you said, I think I wanted to go back to hit real quick was the Firestone, the way those tires fell off yes. really just made it for a compelling race. So I loved that. Oh yeah, I did want to ask you though. You mentioned that the we saw the rookies had a pretty good race with with Herda and and Rosenquist wasn't having a great race, but he was doing fine up until that incident. Yeah, with for Hinch. sure. And Erickson was actually was having a pretty good race. We can get into that a little bit later, but I'm curious, new track. Does that even the playing field a little bit for rookies and veterans? Because this is the guy, you know, this is a place no one's really been other than the test. Yeah, so yeah, I'm- certainly a little bit. I mean, that that's always nice to be able to start start fresh. Um, you had the test as well, which helps. But you know, it's obviously a really good rookie class. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about that. Um, and yeah, you know, Marcus was having a really good race. Yeah. I think he was he was again taking advantage of that IndyCar strategy, and 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 he they were racing really well too. You had him and Hinch, um, you know, together a lot of the race. Going side by side, banging wheels with people. I mean, there were there was all kinds of even Scott Dixon was hitting people at one point, which is usually that never happens. No. But he, he was going wheel to wheel with folks. Um, so it was it, it actually ended up being really cool. And then obviously Patricio, you know, he did a great job for you know for jumping in that Carlin car, but I think we all realized that he is good, um, which is which is important. Um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah, I mean I, I really enjoyed what the race gave to us and i i mean i don't know why there's all this controversy over you know whether it was good or whether it was not because yeah i mean obviously i mean you i know you want to bring up the track limits thing yeah. with, with 19 well, let's touch on it Go ahead. yeah we, we can touch we can touch on it you're fu- you're you were for it i mean well right? yeah here's the thing there is a track limit right it's wherever you go slower so <laughs> if you're going to use as much space as you want to go faster do that but there still is a limit now as someone did say, I think it was like Karun Chandok or something on Twitter. He's like, the the track is designed safety wise for those certain limits, right? Which I get, but I also, but I also don't get because I was like, hey, we have there's a million miles of pavement still out there yeah. and gravel, it's all and there. That's what it's also for. Uh, and we all and we saw that with Marcus, right? Like he used that runoff and he still ended up okay. Yeah, slowing down gravel type barrier. Okay, there you go. That, that's what works. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I see why people had an issue with it, and the people who did have an issue with it were able to capitalize on that when there was a crash there. Um, but realistically, you know, James and, and Felix that that was that wasn't that you know that was just part of I think racing. I mean, if if that could have still happened at any other corner inside of yeah. you know someone's trying to look and Felix is trying to come back. Yes, it is because you're way out there, out wide, and everyone's trying to cut back to get onto the course. Um, but you know that. But sometimes that stuff happens. So I don't know. I I, I, w- I was fine with it. 
I think they're going to have to probably police it though next year because it's very bumpy out there. Okay. And, and I think for, like chassis wise, I know, I know Ryan was talking about how it, it might be actually really difficult on the equipment, on the rockers and, and, and stuff like that. So I do think they'll end up policing it, but everyone, when you police it, people are going to be mad no matter what, yeah. because there's going to be one guy who's going to be out there and he's like, no, I swear my tire is going to be, well, you get like a three second penalty or whatever. It's like, oh, hang on a second. Like, so I, I don't know. I, 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 I like IndyCar's freedom uh, that they give the drivers. I think that's important. Um, but for all the people that had a problem with it, like there was a, there was one guy that was legitimately tweeting at me that said it's 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 not a race or something if you're not within the track. I was like, well, what? Like, uh, no, it's it's absolutely a race. Yeah. Like, it's the, I mean, every F1 track is designed, you know, with a million feet of runoff these days. So, like, wh- what do you expect? I mean, that's just. That's just how it's going to be. So I, I, I'm okay with it. I do agree that there are, you know, there are, there are two sides to it, of course. Yeah. Um, but they're not going to remake the entire track. No one's going to go out there with a with a bunch of grass and start planting it in the runoff. You know what I mean? So, um, so it is what it is. I think next year, yeah, 19 should probably be policed uh, purely for, I don't know, just to save the chassis. Yeah. Um. But uh, but I think it made for certainly some interesting stuff in the race, and, and and it gave us you know overall quicker lap times to really push hard in qualifying, and where the timing line is, you know you got to start your lap strong, so you better make sure you don't mess that corner up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought it was interesting. I can tell you as a member of the media, I didn't want to be like checking off every time somebody was penalized and why yeah. somebody went to the back. And and from what Ryan was saying in post race when they tested there, it's like two hundred violations. Yeah. I I, I just. That's tedious. I don't think anybody wants to do that. I don't think I don't think race control wants to do that. I don't think the drivers want to deal with it. No. And the other the last part about it was it's not even 100% accurate. Like you can't no. necessarily get it all right. And so if you're punishing somebody for something that one guy did but you kind of miss it on somebody else and people are going to complain like you said, I, I think if you can't get it right, which it's really hard to do, yeah. Let them do let them do what they did. Let them race. And it guys, it was faster. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I, I mean I, listen, I raced in Europe with Formula 1. I know everything about track limits because we had the same policing that they had. Right. I mean, I've been a victim of track limits violations, and you're like, nah, that's 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 a bunch of crap. I did not do that. I had a quarter of my tire on, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it, it, you know, it is something that happens all the time. I mean, whether it's Abu Dhabi, Silverstone, I mean, so many tracks with high-speed corners where you just might want to go off and touch curbs. I mean, it's it's... It happens. I mean, the only thing that they're going to be able to do is, like, put a bigger hump of a curb outside of the green. Right. And that'll really stop people. Um, but, yeah, I mean, un- until they do that, you know, it, it, I've been a victim of it. Everyone's been a victim of it. And the fact that they just let it, you know, just let it rip this weekend and just let them let, let the cars go out there, I think it was okay. Just let us get through the first one. Let's fine-tune it for the next one. Yeah. Um, because in the end, it was a great race. Yeah. Not a perfect solution. Not a perfect what they did, but I thought it worked out well for this Sunday. I think things will change next year, but like I said, I've said yeah. my piece on this with my story. I'm glad you touched on it. I'm glad you agreed. Um, yeah. So uh, so that's interesting. Oh, yeah. All right. Though so I want to go back to Colton really quickly, though, because you yes. mentioned how important the push to pass was, and I want to yes. know what your thoughts were on the restart when Joseph Newgarden, Ryan hunter Ray, pair of IndyCar champions have like three times the push to pass Colton does. What did you think was going to happen at lap 49 or 50 when that restart happened? Well, I mean... I guess Colton better be thankful that you're not allowed to use overtake on the first lap. <laughs> the first you know lap, what I mean? Yeah. But, but but again, it was down to him to create a gap on the restart, and and he did. So Joseph and Ryan were never going to touch him because honestly, the the first three cars were in their own league that whole race, right? I mean, Ryan was trying, 
Colton was falling off the front too, but he was still part of that group that was sort of a little bit on a different level than the rest of the field. So everyone knew that as soon as he was out front, he was going to win. There's there's no one that was going to that was going to challenge him. So I think again, he drove a perfect stint to finish the race. Uh, though, I mean, he's he's been fast ever since the test, so there was no there's no reason to doubt him. I even picked him in fantasy IndyCar. So that's I, right, you got. The- I normally don't pick rookies in fantasy IndyCar. No but jinx I did. though this time. No jinx. Uh, well, honestly, for the first for the first three quarters of the race, I had Power Rossi, uh, O'Ward, and Herta. Did you in my really fantasy IndyCar? And I was like, ah, oh, this is going pretty well. Yeah, isn't you're it? doing okay. Um, <laughs> it turns out that went wrong. Um, okay, so Will is. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, Colton. <laughs> I mean that team. Uh, you know, Mike Harding obviously put a lot into that. There's a lot of great people there that I worked with last year, mm-hmm. plus, you know, an injection of a lot of really good, uh, you know, people from the Andretti camp. And um, those engineers, you know, you've got you've got Nathan O'Rourke, you've got Andy Lista, uh, Andy, who is actually going to be my engineer at the 500, which is really cool. So he's assistant on Colton right now. He's going to be my engineer for the 500, which I'm very excited about. Um you know, they, those guys are, are very, very, very good. And I think Colton is really, um, you know, gonna, gonna give that whole group a chance to really, you know, show what they're, they're made of, which is really cool. So the story I want to write about them, I already wrote obviously about the win and how cool it was to see him and George, you know, do what they've been wanting to do since they were kids and it's fun and all that. But and my- Brian Barnhart too, also, oh, 100%. I love that guy. And yeah. I, I think he got so much crap for so many years, but I think that guy <laughs> is such a good human and such a great IndyCar fan and supporter of the sport um, that I am very happy for him also. The relief on his face when I saw him in victory lane, yeah. I was like, man, you've taken so much crap recently. And, yeah. you know, with all the stuff with Pato and all this, you know, funding and all the things that Harding's been through recently, I'm like, is this, you know, you leave IndyCar, this has to feel like a, l- a little bit of justice for you. And he, yeah, he looks so, yeah, he looks so relieved, so happy. So it was, it was good for him. But I, the big question, and I'm, I'm going to write the story, is what's, what's next? What is Harding Steinberg going to do next? Because we all thought funding-wise, you know, Two kids, electric names, and yeah. Herta and Steinbrenner and Pato, and all these things, and it didn't happen last off season. So now, what are they going to be able to make happen now? I mean, are they going to be able to, to put this win to good use going forward? Well, that is interesting. I saw one comment on the internet. It was like, "Well, it is kind of a shame to see that car with no sponsors on the side of the car." And it's like, "Well, that's that's the world that we're in right now. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to sell." And I I do hope that you know whoever they've got working their sales side. Um, you know, is out there pounding the pavement because, you know, realistically, they still, I, I'm sure there is a lot of funding that they still need to find. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but for now, you know, they've, they've done everything they need to do. They've, need, they've stayed consistent. They haven't put the car in the wall. They've, they've, they've won. <laughs> um, so I think, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, you know, obviously, a, a big step, I think, for them will be Indy, you know, getting through Indy all in one piece and, and having a good day there. Um, that really will set the tone for the year. Uh, okay. As a rookie, I think if you can go there um, and get through it uh, without, you know, wadding the thing up and, 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 and even staying consistently up front, which they will, you know, obviously they're going to be on our side, you know, it's going to be, you know, very much right. on our side of the fence at Andretti as well with, with those guys. So I think. It's going to be. They're going to have the you know the best stuff. They're going to have um, you know a lot of teammates to work with. So that'll be good. But it's a, still still comes down to having a good month to really set off the rest of the season because you know we're two races in. There's a lot to go. So I I think they'll be fine. Okay. I, I, I do I do think they'll be fine only because IndyCar and the whole group and and everyone at the Yankees and all those guys. I mean yeah. George. They're probably all you know even more motivated than ever to continue to make this thing you know even bigger and better. 
Yeah, and I will say, again, and this kind of got overlooked, um, I think by a lot of people, just because of the cool story that it was with Colton and, and with George Michael and those things, but Mike Harding is a team owner for, what, a little over yeah, 20, 20 long, races, yeah. and now he just beat Roger Penske and Michael Andretti and, and Chip Ganassi. That, that's, that's something... Yeah, yeah. I think uh, kinda, I kinda think needs to charge yeah. more for their services. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he had Michael's help, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. But I mean, it's it, it's cool. I mean, I think obviously the the way to work as a team is to you know is to is to make the right connections, and and they did that. Um, and I think they were very smart in how they went about it. Um, and 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 it, it all paid off. So you know, I was I was happy to be a little bit of a part of it. I mean. Al Jr. and Victory Lane, he said, hey, you were just you were as much of a part of this as any of the rest of us. And I was like, hey, well, cool. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's but feel I'm nice. still sitting here in plain clothes. Um, so <laughs> so we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm really happy for them, though, because they went through a lot last year, and it was yeah. tough because we were, we were really trying hard. And it's tough to be able to, you know, it's tough to go through what we went through, but it, they, they deserve it for sure. All right, we talked a lot. There's a lot of positive we're talking right now, so I'm going to spin this thing super negative here okay. and just take it right to Will Power, Will Power, who had... Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? I, it was like, win, maybe salvage a top 10. Yeah, DNF, 100 grand. D, 100 grand. $100,000. DNF. Like, it, just the thing he, you know, he's he been talking about all offseason was... Because if Yikes. you look at last year, if he just avoided the DNFs, he was a, cha- he was a <clears> champion, <throat> and, and yep. it just didn't happen for him. And he was like, I'm going to be consistent this year and completely outside of his control... I, right, I mean, I'm assuming yeah. there's nothing yeah, else you yeah. can do about it. Broken drive shaft, which I think is what it was. Yeah, I mean, he's got a really odd string of luck. Like, just really random stuff happens I, to him. I don't call any. No one at Penske Racing is have bad luck because you're a Penske, you're, so you're, <laughs> yes, you're living the dream. Life, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's. I mean, he goes out, and the reason why he will have a job forever, though, is because he still goes out and does everything that he needs to do: pull, lead every lap. Something happens. Well, guess what? It's not your fault, Will. That's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean. You're still doing everything you can do, and and it was weird to see for sure. I think no matter what, though, you got to think if, if if we're all on, unha- you know, everyone can get unhappy about the yellow and pitting, and yeah, you yeah. know, the leaders go to the back, whatever. But if it was under green, maybe that same problem would have happened anyway, and mm-hmm. he still would have been even more mad. Oh, I think the because realistically, broke, yeah. you know, you yeah. know that okay, yeah, Will, you were going to go to the back. It was going to be a rough day. But like, if you were pitting from the lead and like to go out in the lead, racing Rossi, and it breaks down, you know that's that's even worse. So, I think he can take, you know, he can be semi okay with the fact that it's like, all right, yeah, maybe we already knew we were going to be in the back, so whatever. Hopefully, he was after because I don't know if you saw him on TV. He was pretty Very upset, pretty pretty livid. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I, I, you don't blame him. I mean, you got you had the win in the bag. I mean, I win the bag. He was gonna it was gonna be a fight with Alex. That he he had a win and a hundred grand in the bag. Uh, yeah. For us as drivers that don't get a lot of prize money these days, that's a big. That's a big. That's, that's big. a big number. He wouldn't that's tell us how much, how much. How much? How much? do you think when he, he would have gotten from Roger? Forty percent, I would say. Forty percent. I think so. That's normally what drivers get. Well, fifty maybe if you win. But you got to think. Well, is that a hundred grand plus the thirty that you win for the race? I don't know. Was it a hundred and thirty? Maybe you split that in half. Maybe he gets the thirty and or then is the fifty percent. Or, or, it, or yeah. is it like they already count the thirty? So really, he only wins seventy. That'd be garbage. So I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. They, it wouldn't surprise me. That would be definitely be an IndyCar prize money type of thing where it's like, yeah, it's 100. Well, it's actually just 70 plus the 30 that you win. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. I meant to ask around. Did you ever find out where that 100 was coming from from Coda? I didn't know if it was like an no insurance idea. policy. I, was assume, what I, was thinking. I didn't. I didn't. I forgot to ask somebody who I knew. I assume there was someone who was looking at Will Power's drive shaft saying, yes, that's what the happened. whole time. Yeah, I don't know. That's That wasn't bad luck. Somebody actually kind of yeah, messed but with But good car. for Austin for saying that. I wish every track that would was do cool. that because I think that would be, there needs to be more cash incentives for us because i think that's i mean 
I mean, that's just the way it should be done. Yeah. It should be more on the line. But 40%, you think? That's more than I was guessing. That's a, a Roger, Roger being 40%. generous. Maybe Roger could just give him the whole 100. I mean, 40, come on. 50%. Nah, no driver's getting 100. <laughs> These teams are hungry. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll stay negative and just, just a little bit longer because I know you don't like to be a negative guy. <laughs> but uh, with the same team, uh, Simon Pagano down here, yeah, down here at 19th. I mean, man. Ugh. Another, that is rough. Rough luck, I feel like, with, with the qualifying, obviously. Yeah. And then tell me what happened with Alex, because obviously you were in the pit. Well, I, I mean, and Simon's a guy that I was really thinking was going to be fighting for the championship this year. And again, by no means two races in it's are totally you out of the championship fight here. Um, but yeah, I mean, Simon uh, Simon needed a yellow early, right? Because you're coming from the back and qualifying. He got absolutely you know screwed, which is a shame. And again, that that's something you really can't do anything about. And and I really hope that obviously you know the racing people and and, and everyone at Penske understands that because you know these things do happen like i i've been a victim of a ton of that stuff you know what i mean and and it does happen whether you're going out there and you're setting all purple sectors and you're the best guy out there no matter what well you could still get a red flag you yeah. know what i mean so so that sucks but you know right at the end yeah him and rossi got into it a little bit and i saw the onboard he he definitely fired it in on alex and just fendered him off the track and i think alex is a little bit upset about that um and they hit each other again so you know Again, it was wheel to wheel, so it's yeah. you know it was racing. I don't think anyone's really either at fault. The, the pageant was a little aggressive, I would say, getting into Alex uh, where he did try. Um, but uh, but I mean, those guys at the end of the race, I mean, they were already so upset to be where they were anyway. It's I mean, everyone's fueled by fire. Alex was like, "Well, we've got to just send it." Um, so so yeah, it, it was tough to see for him. I mean, obviously he got he came out with a puncture, so that's you know the worst situation yeah. he could possibly be in. But um, but yeah, I mean, he's a motivated guy. He'll be, I mean, he'll be back at Barber, you know, still just as competitive as anyone else, I'm sure. You touched on it, but is it when your race is going, you know, you know, take me inside the driver mentality, which is if your race is going not the way you'd hoped, is that is are, are you getting a little, little, like you said, a little fire, a little extra aggressive at the end there? Yeah, I mean, I think so for sure. Certainly, when you know you had you have a car that can be further up, um, you just assume that you'll be able to get by these guys pretty quickly, but. I mean, IndyCar is pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though even if you're having a way better day than other people, you know, it's not like their cars are, you know, it's not like you're in a Mercedes and they're in a freaking McLaren or or a or or, a, or an Alfa Romeo. You know, something something that's going to be a lot slower than you. You could just get by them in a lap. Mm-hmm. You know, our cars are a lot closer than that. So, um, so it, it's still pretty tough to make those moves. And even even though Alex restarted 14th, I mean, the guy only got back to ninth. You know, and that was hard work. And, yeah, and ten laps, and he was really really trying. So. Um, so it, it, it's tough no matter where you are, which is, which is why, you know, when you're at, you're at the front, you hate to lose so much ground. Uh, I wanted to ask you if you could compare and contrast for the fans, Alex versus what Scott, because I think they were kind of on the same segment and then the, the yellow came out and Scott didn't have that extra set of reds. I don't think that, that yeah. he hadn't saved. I think he used them on the previous stint. So yeah. is that, is that the main difference why Alex is able to work his way back up to, you know, ninth versus Scott kind of having to stay back in 13th? Yeah. I mean, reds on a short last stint, I think is all, are always going to be helpful. You can push, you can push them more. They're obviously, they obviously had more performance, um, but yes, I, I think the whole you know the Ganassi team certainly they did seem to struggle with tire life yeah. and, and 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 just pace in general, yep. um, which is really interesting. Uh, but obviously, you know they'll bounce back from that. They'll be good. They'll learn from that. Um, and and honestly, I I think really having only two cars is 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 a limiting factor. I, okay. I do because I think you see Penske and you see you know Penske's got three, Andretti's got four. That's a lot of information. That's a lot more testing you can do. And I know Ganassi's always been two cars, you know, other than when they had Graham and Charlie. Um, but I 
I, I do think these days in the in the time of of, of mass data consumption, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think that's that it, it's tough to fight against when you have th- three cars at the level of Pagano, Newgarden, Power, and then you've got Hunter Ray, yep. Rossi, Marco, and and Veach. It, it, it's 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 definitely interesting. But I'm again, I'm sure Scott. When we get to race 16, he's going to be leading the championship by 100 points or something, and it's going to be hysterical. At Coda, too, if you forget, though, they had Elio's car testing there, too. So they had Penske yeah, had an extra Penske, set of information yeah, exactly. as, as well. But this is also kind of fits the, the fun um, Ganassi storyline narrative, as usual, which is Scott's a slow starter or whatever yep. that is. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if that's actually true, but it, it does <laughs> fit the narrative of, like, oh, you know, I don't know if this is the year, and Scott, and then usually by. You know, Detroit or Road America or something like that. He starts They're like ra- the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. you know, a sports center today. Well, is this the beginning of the end of the Patriots dynasty? Why do we even nope. ask that question? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Because, every, yeah, it's four games in. Everybody starts questioning, is Tom yep. Brady done? Is that, yeah, is that who's it? Who's going to retire? Bill Belichick's <laughs> going home. No. They're in the Super Bowl. All right, I'm done being negative for the most part, unless there's anybody uh-huh. else. I mean, Marcus Marcus had a good race derailed by the fact yeah. that he ran into, or he got sent out. He got sent out and then yeah. ran into Spencer Pickett. I think it was just a, a rough break for the crew. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, obviously, I mean, the IndyCar pit lane is tough. Everyone wants to just send cars. Yeah. That, that, that's just a, that's an unfortunate thing because he was having a good race. Yeah, top give five it to or him. six Gotta probably in there. Yeah, yeah, I think he was having a nice day. Um, but again, that's part of part of racing. These things happen. It'll it'll happen again. Yep. And but he'll have days where it won't happen, and he'll be able to take advantage of it. All right, I'm going to run through because we've spent a lot of time on Coda, so I'm going to run yep. through the top ten real quick, and then you just pick one more guy you want to talk about. So we got Herta, Newgarden, Ryan Hunter, Ray, Ray Hall finished fourth, Seb fifth, Marco Andretti sixth, Takuma Sato seventh, Pato Award eight, and I'll skip him because I got a, we got a fan question on him. Yep. Alexander Rossi ninth, he's kind of touchdown. Jack Harvey tenth, another top ten finish for yeah. uh, for for those guys. So that's good. But yeah, pick your guy and, and tell me about it. I have two things to say. Had no idea Bourdais finished fifth. No one talked about him at all during the race. No idea why he's up there. But hey, good for them. <laughs> uh, Jack, great for Jack. I think that guy started dead last in the field or something way in the back, um, which is awesome. Those guys have been quietly having nice days, yep. which I think is important for that group. Big time. Uh, they're trying to be full time. Uh, Jack was a teammate of mine in GP3, so you know, pretty happy for him. And they've got really good engineering and really good people there as well. Great crew members too. Nino, a, a couple, a couple really good guys there. Um, and uh, that's about it. Sato, no idea he finished seventh. Great for him. He had a good day. He had a good day. <laughs> it was a good day for Ray, Ray Hall, Hall Letterman. Yeah, yeah I mean, four Graham, seven. Well, Graham, I think the first stint, the fact that he was able to make the Reds last as long as he did at the pace he did, I think was really good. So that that was really cool. And I, and again, I think he. Uh, you know, took advantage of of every every possible situation. He had a great battle with with Patricio. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, great battle there. Um, but uh, and he ended up in front. So still, you know, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Patricio is a hero." Well, Graham still yes. has the experience. Yes, he Graham finished fourth. Ended up yep. fourth. So yep. I, th- I think that's you know that's part of the game as well. Graham too, by the way, very gracious talking about Colton Herta breaking his eleven uh, year record, which yeah. Graham had Wild. for a yeah, long time, nineteen years old. The kid is eighteen. Yeah, yeah. isn't mean, that I crazy? Just... He's, he's turning. I think he turns nineteen this week sometime. Yeah. So that's nuts. But yeah, Graham very gracious to congratulate him and say what a cool thing it was yeah. to see because he remembers. I mean. Yeah, I think most of the, you guys remember watching him run around. I the, certainly do. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a crazy thing for everything everybody. But yeah, all right, we'll move off Coda. We'll go head over to Barber. Um, I do want to talk. I kind of want to bring up Simon again, if I if I if that's okay, going to Barber. I just want to yeah. know like what's the mentality going in? Like I, okay, and I I did a podcast. Uh, somebody asked me to be a guest on there on Monday, and they were like, you know, is Simon is Simon. Is there like questions about his seat at Penske if things keep going wrong and things like that? And I'm like, I don't know. If, you don't want to, it's two races in. Yeah, but. 
You don't. Li- start, it was you funny. Start- Liza, Liza, Alex's assistant. Yeah. She had. A, she showed me a great photo of uh, of Roger, Alex's dad, and oh, uh, and and someone else, and it was just it was just a hysterical oh, no. little little view. I was like, oh man! It was like Roger, Alex's dad, and and someone else, and I was like, I don't know whether it was a Ganassi member or something, but it's just like, oh great! Here comes all the speculation. Is, yeah, here it comes. But no, I mean, I I don't think so. I think I don't think you can give up on a guy who's literally a champion for you already. You know what I mean? The guy's not old. I mean, he's not he's not getting old by any means. Um, and I think he's still, you know, drivers don't forget how to drive, right? So so I, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, Simon might be a guy who might win the Indy 500. You yep. know what I mean? That, that it, could, it could be, yeah, yeah, could be one of those situations. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't want that to happen. I'm going to win. The Indy <laughs> I'd like to win that, but but but, uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be obviously he he is probably one of the guys that you know. I let me tell you, as a driver, anytime you're in a situation like that, you are so more motivated than ever just to go out and be like, "Yep, here we are. I mean, I got a trophy again." You know what I mean? Or I'm back on on everything. So yeah, I think he'll be fine. Okay, that's what I, that's what I, that's pretty, yeah. pretty pretty much what I said, which was that I I think it's way too early to count a guy like oh, Simon. Absolutely. It's a rough two start. races. We've done two races. I know. I think everybody's just looking yeah. back at last year and going, "Man, man, it keeps happening." I know. But I just I feel know. like it's a little bit of bad luck and qualifying and and things like that. So all I, things out of his control. Yeah. So far. Let's I say let's talk after May about about that yeah. and then we'll, we'll see let's where talk after nine races fair enough yeah okay um yeah tell me about tell me about barber a little bit you've raced it what's what's i mean this is another track that's very long wasn't actually built for indie cars when yep. it originally was built so yeah short straight give us a little yeah. preview of it here yeah well i always think it's going to be a tough race for our cars to put on a really good show um but then again sometimes it's some of the greatest racing sometimes through that throughout the field mm-hmm. um depends on tire wear there uh depends on uh you know weather but uh joseph newgarden's always really hard to beat there so i can see him again being leading the championship continuously after that race um i i i i think the andretti cars uh you know would love to see them again have us have a strong continuous run up front but Alex just needs to be consistent, right? He's going for the championship. Uh, you know, Marco's in a good spot in the championship right now. It, it's it's really interesting to see where everyone is. Um, so I, I'm, I don't know. Qualifying maximum importance yeah. at Barber at all times. Qualifying is going to be huge. So after qualifying, I think we'll have a really good idea of who's going to do what um, because it's really hard to make strategies work. No, there are not a lot of full course yellows there. From at least from what I remember. No. Um, because everyone really just kind of drives around, and 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 yeah, that's that's sort of just what happens. So we'll see what we'll see what after qualifying what what the what the race really looks like. To your point, here we go. Joseph Newgarden started first, finished first last yep. year. Ryan Hunter race started fourth, finished second last year. James yep. Hinchcliffe started fifth, fin- or sorry, yeah, started fish fifth, finished third. Uh, Robert Wickens started tenth, finished fourth. So that's the biggest yep. jump right there. Big move. Yep. Seb Seb started third, finished fifth. Dixon started six, finished six. Exactly. Five guys started in the top six, finished in the top six. Yeah. And the only reason Will wasn't there was because he had that restart in the rain, if you remember. Yes. And he got thrown. I mean, it was a restart that probably shouldn't have happened. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I think we could have gone six for six. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to take anything away from what Robbie did. Yeah, but could have gone Could have yeah. gone six for six in terms of starting where you finish. So yeah. I think that speaks to the, your, your point about how hard it is to pass. Um, how hard it is to pass there. I do want to ask you, though. You talked about Andretti having a strong car. I talked to Graham Rahal after the race at Coda. Yeah, he thinks so that he thinks I should say he thinks you guys are the team to beat rest of the year. He said that you guys are just the strongest cars out there right now. I think consistency wise, yes. For some reason, you know, Will Will has been super good, um, and and, and obvi- you know, obviously Joseph won at St. Pete, which uh, 
you know, I think I think was a little bit of a surprise for a lot of people. I think that would that was that was that was good, but you know, it depends on Chevy and Honda. I think the battle between who ends up, you know, at the top is really interesting. Obviously, when you look at the Firestone Fast Six from Coda, it was like one Chevy. It was like, yep, oh, just will, and that was power. And guess what? He is really good at qualifying. So, Unbelievable. So that guy is in, is not really human in qualifying, and that happens. Um, but if Honda can sort of again bring 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 that type of game to the next uh, track as well, uh, and sort of lock the Chevys out of the fast six, I think the only Honda guys that you're going to see up there are going to be Andretti guys. Um, okay. But, but obviously the Ray Hall guys were quick uh, at Coda, so we'll see. It, it's going to be interesting. Is Bordet going to again sneak up in there? Uh, highly possible. Bordet is a really good driver when it comes to qualifying. He'll just show up. Um, but yeah, I, I think Andretti's really on their game. Uh, if they don't make any mistakes and they continue to figure things out, it'll be it'll be really hard to beat them. So we'll see. Oh, you mentioned Honda. The guys got to be on their game, and they kind of need Honda engines to stay reliable. Which, stay yes, because we've had some issues. There have been issues. We that had, is one thing that you know Chevy has turned up in qualifying all of a sudden, and you see that. And I haven't seen any Chevy engines explode yet. So, so there's there's a lot lot of interesting things going on there. I think Honda knows what what has go, what is going on. Okay. I think Honda knows what's going on. And I actually think this year more than ever they're very close. I think right now Honda and Chevy are super super close. Okay. So we'll obviously see come the month of May. Yeah. That's when really the power is on display. Um, but yeah, certainly there's been a good sort of Chevy Honda mm-hmm. mix uh, at the moment. The impression I got. Moment. The impression I got, by the way, at Coda was that Honda does seem to have figured out what happened, why the why they've had three engines blow so far. So yeah. that's a good sign to know that. But that you also got to know that there are so many more Hondas than Chevys, though, too, right oh, now. A lot which, more. Is, which is a little bit, which is a shame. You know, you'd like to see a little bit more of you know sort of equal numbers, but but there are a lot more Hondas than there are Chevys. It's kind of higher. I, I you know I don't want again I don't want to slight anybody but higher yes. pro, higher profile Hondas too that's honestly the factual I mean yeah, it just that's, that's you, you, when it, when a Honda engine blows up it's 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 going to be a good guy a guy that yeah. you care about people want to know about it's happened at Seb Ryan and, and yep. Colton Herta so <laughs> big names um, I you mentioned uh, Will's qualifying it made me laugh I was asking Felix Rosenquist about qualifying because he almost yeah. he almost got Will he had a really good laugh he had yeah. a great laugh I think he has the fastest IndyCar lap he does yeah and yep. so I asked him you know he's a big fan of Will. And he said he changed me as a as a race car driver, and uh, I said, "Well, how so?" He's like, "Well, I just I just start I just started looking at the way he qualified, and I started doing that." I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's just that easy." Yeah, yeah. 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 You just look yeah. at Will and go, "Oh, yeah, that's that's how you do it." Yeah, it was making me laugh. But no, he's Rosenquist can can wheel it. He I thought can wheel it. I thought he was gonna. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was gonna win the uh, the pole, but ended up. Yeah, you said those those. Those uh, Ganassi cars seem to have a little trouble with the tires there. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that that brings up an interesting point. Just quickly, yeah. That was a new Reds lap, and then I think all in the Fast Six, you're, you no one has you yep. new Reds left, so you know you got to got to bring a little bit of time out of some used tires. So again, and that's where Will is really to good. Seem to be an interesting little situation there. Anything else you want? I mean, I guess it's hard to. I, I don't know. I mean, there's some other storylines going into Barber, but I just I'm just trying to think of like. I mean, we got it's kind of a little early to talk about the championship, so I don't really want to go there for sure. Um, we are. I mean, we've I think we've talked. We've hit rookies. Ad nauseum, really. I mean, yeah. we've, like we've talked about how good they've been. It's a great rookie class. Well, if Marcus wants to be battling for rookie of the year, he's going to have to start having a really good result. You know what I mean? Because it's I've seen how that rookie battle goes because I had to fight Rossi for it. Um, yeah. But but it, it's one of those things that you know consistency and just putting points in the bag is 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 pretty crucial. Um, and now Colton's got a lot of points in the bag. Uh, I mean, that guy's guess what? P two in the standings <laughs> right yeah. now. So yep. so that's really interesting. 
Um, but I, I love sort of the situation when we're like four races in, like after the Grand Prix. Yeah, right? you're like, oh, I, I like to see where we're at heading into Indy, right? Um, and and then and then that's that's sort of where things really start to get interesting. Uh, last, I guess I mean I guess to ask you about Andretti, and this will kind of wrap up our barber talk though. Is yeah. one one Andretti car that has struggled a little bit has been Veach. Yes. What's the What's the difference there? Obviously, you know, inexperience is one of them. But is there anything else going on yeah. that you can kind of see or no? You know, I don't know. I think this year's going to be. You know, the, the, what is it that people call like a sophomore slump? There, there's a yeah. lot of a lot of times that those things happen. Um, <laughs> You know that that was sort of my year at Foyt, but that was for for a lot of different reasons, <laughs> yeah. Um, like entirely different reasons. You know, he's been with Andretti for you know his his first two years, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know him and his relationship, him and his relationship with the engineer, I think are, are really good. I okay. think those they get along really well, and he's got a great engineer there. Um, so I I can't see it being you know a situation that will continue. Um, but I think he knows he's got a lot of pressure on him. I think he knows that you know. He knows why he is there, and everyone knows why he is there. Yeah. But I think he did a great job his rookie year, for sure. Proving you know, proving some people wrong and sort of you know, shutting some people up. But um, but I I think he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll be fine. He's got a great relationship there with the team, and I think you know he can he can definitely still show up and do the job. So you know, we'll see what happens. A couple races in. Okay. Yeah. And I will say that he's he's always talked about for him. It's been the places that he has experience are the places that he's he's the best and feels most comfortable and he feels pretty uncomfortable at places that he hasn't and so Coda being a place that he really hasn't raced before that could be part yep. of the reason things didn't go uh the way he had hoped so all right we'll move on to the third segment of our of our podcast here which is to talk kind of big picture yes uh, I wrote a story recently talking to Jay Fry about third OEM and the process of IndyCar trying to recruit one and how frustrating that can be because a lot of times you get so far down the road with certain ones and then they are pulling out, pulling out for different reasons. There's, you know, I mean, you know that the automotive industry changes a lot. There's a lot of consolidation, a lot of different personnel moving, different motivations. It's just they said it's just been a, it's been a struggle. But what I want to talk to you about is um, what it would mean to have a third OEM in IndyCar because, and we're getting to that point now where it's they for 2021 with the new engines that they're going to bring in a third OEM. It's going to have to happen soon because they're really starting to get ready yes. to prepare for that. So yeah, t- let's talk about that and talk about what a third OEM means for IndyCar. It means a lot. Uh, I think that is paramount importance for IndyCar. Um, you know, it, it's great that we're on an aero kit that we're on right now. Cool. Don't worry about that anymore. Let's worry about getting an, a, another manufacturer. I, I mean, it's just, I mean, we see it in Formula One. We see it in NASCAR. There's a lot of different manufacturers. And, you know, I, I, I think it makes it more exciting in general for the two manufacturers that we currently have. I think, I think those guys more than anyone would like to see another manufacturer. Um, and, and you know, we, we, it's hard because we, with Lotus, that was like, eh, that was never even a real manufacturer. So that was hard to say. And the poor drivers that had to suffer through that, that was, that was brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but if you do get a manufacturer, and and again, I I actually you, you're telling me more information than I've ever even heard about <laughs> this manufacturer thing, so you probably know more than I do. The only thing that I know is that it helps. Yeah, it just it helps everyone. Um, but but the difficult thing is right now with our big three, right? You've got Penske, Ganassi, Andretti. Mm-hmm. You know which one of those guys are going to be the guys to switch? Which one right? breaks? Like, right? Who, yeah. Who's the who's going to be the one, or who is going to be the the team that you know? takes that chance because you have to get one of those three it's gonna have to be ganassi or andretti chevy and ganassi or chevy and penske are not gonna split up not right going anywhere, yep. and you've got 
two of the big three at Honda. So it's going to be one of those two that's going to be like, all right, how much money are you going to give us, right? <laughs> so, and, and honestly, I see it being Ganassi. I see okay. it being, if there were to be a team that were going to be to switch manufacturers, it's going to be Ganassi. Chip's never had a loyalty to an engine like in the way Roger does. Right, yeah. I, I think for sure Chip is going to be that guy to pull the trigger. Um, and again, only two cars, so that's going to be a tough game. But I see, I see Chip doing it. I see Carpenter potentially doing it. I see, I see Coin potentially being on that same, uh, or, or Carlin for sure. I think Carlin right now is certainly Carlin is second best Chevy team right now. Yeah, they Carlin, are. Carlin like, is absolutely second best you Chevy think that team. They, so they passed Ed. You think? I guess is the other well, one that you're competing with. Right yeah. Now. Okay. I mean, I mean, you see both both of those cars right now have been have been you know, and I well, you know, Spencer and Ed have had a little bit of bad luck, obviously, um, but but right now. Uh, you know, and, and again, Ed's going to show up at Indy, have an incredible run. Always. Right, they're going to be in yep. a solid spot yep. there. Um, but but right now, yeah. Carlin is certainly a very good Chevy team. So I see that's sort of where I see it right now. Okay. And who is it going to be? I don't know. You know, you have more information on that <laughs> than who the third manufacturer is going to be. Nothing I can report yet. Yeah, unfortunately. right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just all, like I said, is it's going to be Ferrari, yeah. is it going to be <laughs> yeah. Kia, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we, we, oh, so many different names have been, I mean, Lamborghini, there's just like yeah. a million things, you, Toyota, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like Toyota's been thrown out there a million, Alfa Romeo was out there. There's, I remember sitting on a golf cart with one of the Ford family members the other day, I was like, hey man, it was, this is like 20, <laughs> this is end of 2016 uh, at a GRC event, and I was like, hey man, you ever going to come to IndyCar? And he's like, Probably not. I was like, okay, well, just asking. Oh, we can, oh, at least we can cross one off the list. Yeah, yeah exactly. I got that one done. But no, yeah. it's it's yeah. Asking Jay about that kind of thing that's a quick way to get a very short answer. Um, so no, but he he was it was good about talking about the process. Um, mm. But what about Alfa Romeo? I mean, they just took over a Formula One team, and I don't think anyone really predicted that it was just going to be pure Alfa Romeo. So I know. Uh, and Alpha is sold in America now, right? Like we've got Alpha, you know, eight C's running around all over the place. We, we we were on our way to the airport in Austin, and we're like, oh, what's that? Well, that's an eight Alpha eight C. So you know, there, there's a lot of different cars um, and manufacturers that certainly want to want to make a a, a a real big impact here in America. And I think. <sighs> You never know. Yeah, and hey, there's a European team. I think is coming to IndyCar in 2020. McLaren, maybe got. Maybe, who who would have yeah. thought? Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. So yeah. maybe yeah, who knows what that's going to happen there? Or maybe they're looking at an engine manufacturer, bringing in a new one, or trying to help IndyCar with that. I don't know. It is interesting though. But yeah, yes. I, I just I wanted to ask you too. Yeah, from the Honda perspective, this this is this is really good for Honda <laughs> and Chevy because it lightens the load on them in terms of how yes. many engines they have to produce. It also is good for Indy because it boosts all the great cars. for Indy. Yeah, I mean you you can share forty cars at Indy. You could yeah. do. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't. Have I to won't eat, have to eat my shirt you anymore to because because then bet if against there's a third it, right? manufacturer, yeah. then it's like now yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah, but like you could 12, 12, and twelve or thirteen, thirteen. That, that's that's not. Undo- I mean, right Way now better. Honda yeah. and Chevy are doing seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. That's hard. That's yeah. very hard. So. That's that's a huge thing for them, and it's not just the engines, though. I think that's what people focus on. It's the marketing. It's the sponsoring of a race. It's the it's all the things that they can bring that I think are really big for IndyCar. They need it. Um, I know Jay's sick of, sick of talking about the speculation. Just wants to get, uh-huh. get, get, yeah, get right. just wants to get it done. I mean, realistically, he, I mean, it has to happen by the end of this year, right? Is that is that something that you think? He says that, okay, if, if they're going to get it for twenty twenty one, it has to happen by May. Or oh, maybe June at the latest. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. yeah and then, then oh, I that, didn't know that. And then at that point, it's like 2022. Yeah. That, yeah. And so, but I, why would you want, if, if you're a new engine manufacturer, you don't want to come in 2022. You, then you're buying the eight ball with the other two guys. Yeah. I mean, you got to, yeah, it's, it's got to happen soon. Yeah. And, May or June. And boy, if it happens in May, that, that will create a lot of excitement, there, I there think, was, for everyone. You Jay know, was on record uh, 
I don't remember who he told me. I think it was maybe Bruce Martin. He said there's two exciting things to talk about in May. I think that was the little the little oh, thing he said. So geez. maybe maybe that's one of them. I don't well, know. Let's hope so. I know. May's going to be big then because you had old Freddie Alonzo coming over <sighs> and you got a bunch so of much. excitement. And yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah. So hopefully I will have more. Hopefully we'll be able to talk more yeah, about you're OEMs. You're the reporter here. So <laughs> you get your, get your reporting shoes I'm on trying. and go find it. I'm getting as much as I can <laughs> done here. All right. We'll move on to the last thing here. Uh, your, your Twitter questions. Do you want to start with the top one? I want you to read that one. Do you want to read that one or no? Sure. Go ahead. Go for it. Not a question, but want to let Connor know I'm sorry for saying he should stop wrecking in the 500 <laughs> when he's looking for a sponsor last year. All of his fans want to see the local guy in victory lane. Now, please unblock me on Instagram. No. Nope. Easy. <laughs> I, when you say that, that's offensive. <laughs> like, I, what do you think? I'm trying to go out there and crash in the race? No. One of them, absolutely my fault. Other one, absolutely not my fault. So, no, I'm sorry. That's tough. Tough thing. Anyone who asks to be unblocked, it's a tough spot to be in. That's the ruling. So, You're I'm done. Sorry there, buddy. Ma- uh, Matt Saunders, tough you spot. got your I answer. I appreciate that you want to see local people in the victory lane. I love that. But clearly, when you say things like that on the internet, I see everything. Yeah. I do not miss one thing on the internet. So. <laughs> I will see it all. And that's it. That's the ruling. So there you go. That's it. So don't mess, don't mess with Connor. <laughs> and if you, if you, you want to cheer for a local guy. Because I get a lot of heat on the <laughs> internet. Like, you're not the only one. There, I, You know, everyone hates everyone on the internet, apparently. And I see it all. So there you go. <laughs> okay. There it is. Moving on. Tim Wood, F1. I uh, had a problem with this question. Did you? Because... Well, let me read it. First. He immediate, yeah, you read it. All right. It said at GP Americas, he says, "Why do you think there was such a poor turnout for IndyCar in Austin, and how can that be remedied for next year?" I did not think there was a poor turnout. Neither did I. I absolutely did not think there was a poor. Reject turnout. the premise of the okay. question. Okay, where did you really think that you were going to fill that place up? It's Have you gonna, seen it? It's like a it's massive. It's huge. It's not going to be what Formula One is. Of course not. It I, was I, never going to be what Formula One is. I would love to see ugh. the final numbers, but I thought the paddock was full. I thought there was a lot of. Really, uh, everywhere I went, because I, 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 I've done the golf cart runs from inside the paddock to outside of turn 19, 20, fan zone, wherever that that goes. Yep. You know, I've done that for F1, and I've done that for IndyCar, and I saw there was a ton of people, obviously less than Formula 1, of course. Um, but there was a lot of people. There's people out in the, you know, out in the fields. There was, there was, there was way more access than you could ever dream of with Formula One. Yep. I mean, are you kidding me? There's probably people in the garages for IndyCar that would will never ever once see the garages for F1. Never. Okay. Because that's just the way it is. Um, so, and, and I mean, I thought it was great. I, I, I had people that I had no idea that were down in Austin from Indiana um, that great. were there watching in the grandstands, out in the grandstands, having a nice time. Um, there was a ton of people from Indiana who said, hey, we wanted to come to a new race. This was it, and okay. it's awesome, I- and it's a great facility to host people. So I I never heard one bad thing from anyone who was there, um, and if you think it was a bad turnout, come and change it. <laughs> yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like, come to the race because it was a great time. Maybe he was there. I don't know. I saw a great turnout. You're never going to fill the stands there. That's just factual, but I would love to see the final numbers. Yeah, I don't know um, what they are yet. Are we happy with 30,000 people? Probably not. That's not the ideal number. I think that's good, But though. I think they had 30,000 and then were hoping for walk-up, which I think they yes, got some decent ones. Great, so I think it was probably fine. above 30 would be my guess. I would 100% say that, and, and I think that's great. 30, 40, 50,000 people. Um, if you're having that at your race, I think that's that's awesome. Uh, I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, Austin, Texas. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's, it's going to be hard to get to anyway. 
and you're also fighting against. I mean, this is March Madness time of year. Yep. This is. I mean, this is a really busy time. Yeah, Duke of year was for playing sports right at the start of the race. It yeah, was Duke in a huge game. That's and, hard. And I know. It's yeah, certainly hard it. for TV in general. But we got to do what we got to do. Yeah. You know what no. I, mean? I thought it was a good turnout. I thought it was a great turnout. I, and I met a lot of incredible people. Good. I, mean, I had an autograph session that was last minute over at the Air Force display in the fan zone. And the Air Force people were super happy with what was going on there. You know, I had a ton of people there that we had signed autographs for and met, uh, which usually, you know, I'm a nobody. So I would have thought that would have been impossible. <laughs> but it was great. I'm glad. I, I said I, I didn't have any a bad experience. I'm glad you did. I've never been there for F1, so I don't want to compare it. But yeah. anyway, we'll move on. All right. Uh, you got the next question. Go ahead and read it out. Uh, I thought that was, no, what about this one for Jim? Oh, yeah, okay. Andy yeah. Merrick at Merrick Speeds is for Jim. When the race is happening as a journalist, where do you actually watch from? And I'll, question. I'll, I'll answer that. I actually, I mean, honestly, for the race, for road and street course races, I have to, I, I do from the media center because I, I need to be able to tweet. I need to have internet access. Yeah. I need to be able to do a lot of, a lot of things. I need to be close to the medical center if something were to go wrong. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why I watch in there. Plus, IndyCar is constantly providing you information about things that are going on. You're listening on TV. I don't know. I, I feel like it's the best place to be able to get all the information that you need about the race while you're reporting on it. So much as I love to try to get – I try to get outside as much as I can during practices and watch them from different angles and different turns. But race day, I watch from the media center. And then with Oval, sometimes it can be different, though. If you can go to, like, Iowa or uh, Texas where you can go up in different places and see yeah. the whole thing – then I'm able to move around a little bit. But Road and Street Cars, got to do, got to do it from the media center. All right. There you go. Your question. All right. Uh, Coda is done. Barber in two weeks. What are the things you and others do to prepare for a race? What things are you looking at to get a feel for the track and how you'll approach it? Um, well, just, just today, uh, I know that, you know, there are people already on the simulator, you know, on the simulator doing Barber prep. Um, you know, my engineer is on the simulator now with, with, uh, with Colton. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's – it's every race you're immediately prepping for the day after, you know, someone, you know, on our flight back from, you know, from, um, from Coda, you know, I was sitting next to Marco's engineer and, and, uh, and they were like, well, you know, do you, how much do you, do you talk about Barber after a race? And, and then that was interesting. It's like, well, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit, you know, he'll send things to Marco that he thought, okay, this, this is what I think we can work on for next year or, or what we're doing, you know, for the next race. Um, you know, how much do you dwell on Barber? Well, okay, you take what you got from the setup there. Uh, what do you think you can use from Coda to Barber? Well, they're both permanent road courses. They're both, um, you know, not street courses. No. There, there could be a little bit of uh, a, 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 um, sort of a crossover there. Yeah, um, makes sense. But realistically, you just you're looking at what happened last year. You're trying to get on the simulator. You might watch the race from last year. How did that work? Um, but uh, but realistically, you know, some drivers will have access to the simulator. Some drivers won't. Uh, I've never really had much simulator time. Um, but I did actually get notice that I will be on a simulator April eighth, which is so nice. Very I nice. get a simulator day for the Indy five hundred. Who would have thought? This is a real true preparation effort here, which is I have something I've never, I've never ever had this much prep for an Indy five hundred, which is incredible. Well, so, the expectations are high now. Oh yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm putting them at winning. That's it. That's my expectation too. You got to do it, or else you know go home so so yeah um what what things are you looking to get a feel for the track i mean yeah that's all that's down that's all down to simulator stuff barbara's tough though man but barbara is just you're you're thinking about qualifying and qualifying only because that is again maximum importance if you don't qualify well there you're gonna have a long day uh or you better you know pit early pit often as they say at coin so you know you never (laughs) know what what can happen 
Um, did you wait? All right, I saw you talking to Marco's engineer. Did yeah. you see the video he posted? He's going. It has, yeah, it was a okay. barber, and he's going he 230 po- that, miles. What was yeah, that? But that's you realize that's two, three years old. He posted that again. Ah, oh, that's what that was. We, I didn't know we, what was going I, on. I'm, an, I'm the internet police. Okay, I see everything on the internet, and I remember everything okay. on the internet. And he posted that before. Okay. And I don't this, remember. This it. was a long time ago. It's when they used to do because you notice the steering wheel, the dash. All it's a new dash now. Everyone uh, has the Cosworth okay. dash, right? Okay. So that didn't happen recently. And he's wearing Snapple gloves. Oh, I didn't see the Snapple, Snapple gloves. gloves. Man, you are observant. So I mean. <laughs> we see every. I loved reading the comments though for that because everyone is flipping a their lid, and I was like, guys. <laughs> This is the problem, I think, with generally people. You know, generally there's there's a lot of a, just. Let's just think. Let's put it. Let's go into our heads for two more seconds. Let's think about it. Let's make observations. If we're general race fans, maybe we don't know that everyone has a Cosworth dash. No, I, I don't know. But he posted that a long time ago, <laughs> and it's a straight line test. It's an aero test, like we did in Form- Force he, India Formula One. Okay. I, I did it all. You're at. They did all this Kennedy Space Center testing okay. that no one really was supposed to know about, but Andretti <laughs> was there all the time doing kits, doing aero kit testing. This is when they had the aero kits, and you're trying to test new pieces that you can run. So you're at an aero, aero air, air base, and he's doing 230 miles an hour with his phone in the, in the car, I was, which I think is awesome. Yeah. We need that. <laughs> it, the internet loves it. People love crazy stuff. So I'm all for that. Okay. All right. There you go. Question I, answered. I don't care I if curious. he posts it again in a year. I was curious. Because, I, because again, it looks cool. <laughs> but he should have put a TBT with it. Okay. <laughs> Throw, throwback Well, Tuesday. you hope you comment that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You should, did you I almost commented me? on it saying I'm here for the comments because <laughs> I think I was reading all of them this morning. There was already 60 of them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these poor people. <laughs> this is hysterical. <laughs> Uh, all right, We're getting trolled. He's trolling the in a racing fan. I think he's he likes it. racing. I think, fans. I think, he's, I think he's, he loves it. He's enjoying yeah. himself. Yeah, good for him. He should be. And uh, I love that Andretti Autosport had to put a legal disclaimer that said "professional driver virtual track" as if that was on the simulator. Like, stop! You're not on the simulator. <laughs> That's real. Karmic fast. Get well, hashtag Get Well Wiccan says. What was your reaction to meeting Muse? Uh, Muse, great people. I didn't get to meet the lead singer. He wasn't he wasn't there for me. But uh, the drummer and their 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 uh, a couple of their managers, awesome dudes, um, big race guys, race fans. Uh, but they do a lot with Formula One. Obviously, they're English guys, so um, a lot with Formula One. The drummer slid into my DMs asking about going go karting because oddly enough, one of my great friends, uh, Kevin Ray, is the bass player for uh, Walk the Moon, who they're oh, touring cool. with. Yeah, they're, that's literally Walk the Moon and Muse. Um, and he was like, oh, dude, they're really awesome. We got to go karting together sometime. And I told him that, and now they're seeing where they can go karting on the tour. Beautiful. You get, um, you're making fans. So, so I'm trying to, you know, trying to help out there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, great people. Obviously, you know, they've got hits on hits on hits. So good for them for being superstars and wealthier than I. <laughs> did you get a chance? To, did you see him play? I did, I did go to the concert. You did? Yes, enjoy I it? it was very cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. Brian Herta thought it was awesome. Really? Brian Herta sat behind me, and he was having his he was having his day. That is now two concerts in the last six months that I've been to with Brian, Brian Herta. Well, Brian Herta had Brian a great Herta came, then. Brian Herta came to Jingle Jam with me oh. here in Indy at Marshmallow and Chainsmokers, and he was living his best life. So I, <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, man, what a weekend for him. Use concert, his son wins a race. Son wins. Man, can't ask for much. What, what a day to Victory be a tacos. member of the Herta family. Exactly. I love, the Hurtas are doing great. Um, all right, well, Mark B., who we appreciate is uh, Mark B. 70, I should say. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, we'll skip over a little bit of this. We got awesome impressions on the fans of Coda. You talked about it. That's yep. great. Locals from far and wide places. Yeah, we got people from different places, all, def- all over the place. Should Coda be a regular on the IndyCar schedule? I think that's a flat yes. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, Colton, did you see that performance coming? I don't know if anybody thought it was going to be a win. And you said it. I don't think it necessarily would have been a win until that yellow came out. But um, but he was going to finish on the podium. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Colton was going to be on the podium. Yep. It was going to be awesome no matter what. Yep. I think the main part about that was could you translate the speed from the test? Everyone thought he's cheating at the test. He's cheating snake. He's underweight, whatever. <laughs> no, he was not. He was really fast there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh God! I'm, all right, I'm kind of one, two, three, four, a lot of questions. Five. Right. He squeezed six in here. Okay, yeah. and did drivers like the track? I think they like we talked about. Uh, did the, Dixon not like the track? I didn't did hear he say that. I, I didn't hear. Know. I didn't hear him. I didn't get a chance to talk I, to him. Yeah, I didn't Honestly, you said I. You talked to Scott ever at the end of every race at the yeah. podium because he's just there because yeah. he's always on the podium. But now this time but I he wasn't. He, had a he wasn't day. there at thirteenth. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Yeah, so I, I mean, is there it. a stat behind that? Has Scott Dixon ever finished thirteenth? I don't know. Has he, he ever fin- finished outside of the I, top ten? <laughs> last <laughs> year, outside of the top ten twice. Yeah, exactly. It's so this crazy. is a big day for I, Scott I, Dixon I, I, finishing thirteenth. We sh- we did not focus on that enough. You, Scott you, Dixon you finished about? the race in thirteenth. I know. I mean, I I haven't seen any pigs flying or any wild. There's a eclipses happening, but that is wild. I and mean, you didn't even is, pick him in your fantasy, so I did you, not. It pick wasn't, it wasn't your guy. I didn't lose it. Yeah, <laughs> but again, very interesting. Maybe Dixon did not like the track because he finished thirteenth. Yeah, he's out. Um, done on know. done on Coda. But all these questions are all great questions. Uh, I think you know it was really interesting, which is really good. Uh, Colton Herta, or sorry, not Colton Herta, Patricio Ward, uh, Mexico, big big Mexican fan base yep. there. I will say, a lot you of know, people good there. for them for showing up. Re- really good. I thought that was awesome. Um, you know, big Mexican fan base, which is which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I saw a lot of people. I think. Who were very F one y. Okay. You know, very well dressed oh, okay. folks that looked like, you know, they should have paddock passes, <laughs> right? Or they should be hanging out in F one, which I thought was great. It's yeah. like, hey, thanks for coming to slum it with us in IndyCar here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought that was really cool. All right, we got to wrap it up because I think we, we're in the room. We're in a big meeting room. Are we, we're having are an Indy, people angry at us? They're, well, the meeting starts at 2, and it's a currently 2 o'clock, and they're having an Indy 500 meeting in here, actually. So well, let's, but so, let's, so let's wrap up. No. These questions well, we're going to look at them really question. Whose drive was more impressive, Patricio Ward or Colton Herta? Make a pick. Colton Herta, okay. 100%. Uh, what is the current car count for the Indy 500? Same. We're not getting 38. We you got, guys are crazy. We got 33, and it's going to be a, yeah, yeah. two or three more maybe. Not getting 38. Okay. No chance. Still, I'm, 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 I'm betting the house on that. Okay. Um, Jim, oh. your opinion on crowd, Coda? We quick, talked about two, it. Ten, ten Big, liked answers. it. It was, it was Big, nice. Awesome. Yeah. And then this last one, we'll save for later. Because that, that, me- that was a message I got. That was a message I got. I want to oh. talk to you about that. You, you answered it, and I think it was interesting, but we'll talk about it later. Well, it's a, later? It, okay. I'm t- <laughs> we'll save it. We'll tease people. It's about whether or not you've ever considered you know, going to Indy Lights as a, you know, if you didn't get the full-time Indy car ride, why you would not, why you would not consider going back to okay, Indy Lights. Okay, we can save it for well, it's a tease. post-barber Podcast, yeah, it's a tease. Right? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Get people interested in that. I think it's an interesting okay. question, and, and there's good. I, don't, yeah. I feel bad. Are people gathering outside waiting for us to finish? <laughs> it's mean of us, yeah, because I'm a nobody here. But thank you guys for They're listening. They're all very awesome. happy with you being here. I don't think Cohen. anyone really knows who I am. Everyone so loves fine. that you're here. But we're, we're thankful for everyone. We are thankful. We're thankful that you listen. Thank you for listening to IndyCar Weekly Podcast. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Yeah, and also, I forgot. I don't know. Like, share, rate, subscribe. Do that. And know. also listen to the Off-Track podcast. They don't need our help promoting that that thing. They do pretty fine by themselves, but it's a really <laughs> great podcast. They do a good job. Tim's great people. I had tweet, dr- tweet at Tim. I had drinks with him over the week. I heard you hashtag had drinks with him over end, the weekend, Hashtag too. end of our podcast here, yeah. <laughs> send, send Tim a tweet of your favorite picture of him that you've seen on the internet. Oh, I have some good ones of him getting tattoos on Saturday night. Yeah. Some fake tattoos, <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Yeah, those were really great, weren't they? Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk more about that later.